all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Forgiveness. What if a so-called believer in Christ walked up to you that is not saved and said and told you outright that your sins, all your sins, has been already forgiven? How would you take that? How would you respond? If I came up to you, and I'll talk to the ones that's listening now, that's not saved, and I'm also talking to the believers that might be shocked to hear this if they don't already know. What if I tell you that the world and the unsaved Sins has already been forgiven. All of them, past, present, and future. Would you think I'm out of my mind? Would you think I became a universalist? Hmm, let's get into that. This is for both of y'all, the unsaved and the saved. Very important message. Let's let the Bible talk for itself, okay? Let's let the Bible talk. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee or Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, this is my quick topic for today. And I usually do quick topics and everything like that. It's not a special bulletin, but it's just a quick topic or a quick subject I want to talk about before I, and I'm going to be doing these in the future, but now on before I get back into my hot topics or longer subjects and topics that I like to get into. And it's quite a bit that I have to get into. First of all, I'd like to say hello to all my listeners, all my dedicated listeners that download my podcast. I thank you. I love you all for tuning in to my podcast, okay? Tuning in to my show. And I thank the ones that are faithful followers. I'd like to thank the ones that have subscribed to my new website, which is bodyofchristrealtalk.com. Bodyofchristrealtalk.com. Now, before I get started, I want you to understand that I might be talking a little slower because I have a bad ailment, a cut on my tongue that was caused by a sharp broken tooth that's been broken in my mouth and it's kind of, you know, got a little sore. It got my tongue sore in the back and I have to get that taken care of. I hate going to the dentist, but I have to get it medicated and I have to get it taken care of. How? We'll get into that later, but that, that's that's why I won't be as long 
winded as I usually am, unless the Holy Spirit will come over me so strong that I just forget the pain. I don't like pain. I'm going to tell you that right now. Church, I don't like a lot of pain, but as anything else, I have to learn to tolerate it at times until it getting taken care of, you know. And by me being the way I am with doctors, ain't no telling when it's going to take place, you know, and I need, I need to get that together. Well, anyway, I'm going to continue because this is a topic I wanted to talk about and the reason I'm bringing this up because I was I get a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of I, I'm subscribed to a, a, a program that's called Truth Time Radio and an outstanding teacher called names Trace Searcy and I'm going to get into him later for a further deep teaching on the subject that I'm going to elaborate on okay so you know so uh, what I want to talk about First, I want to say hello. I'm sorry. Hello to all my listeners that listen to my show. Uh, some I know and some I do not know. I'd like to thank you all for giving me the time to even listen to my show. I got a lot of topics and a lot of hot topics. That's the difference. You know, this is just a uh, uh, anything that's scriptural to me is is very hot. But uh, what I mean by that, the hot topics that I have is so much not all biblical all the time, but it's different events that's, go, that's going on around the body of Christ and around our lives and stuff like that. And also the unbelievers and the unsaved. So I like to get that out there right there. You know, when I call you unsaved, I hope by now you know what I mean. I'm not belittling you. Because I was once there before, but I call you unsaved. You know, I like to be specific what I mean by that. I do not, I'm not saying, I don't say that to belittle that listener that's not saved. My number one goal is for you to be saved. So I just say the unsaved. So if you, if that bothers you, I apologize for that, you know. So sometimes I might just say the curiosity listener or something like that, just, just curious that's not saved as of yet. So I hope you, um, I try to say it the best. That's why I can. Some people get offended quick anyway, you know, but you need to understand if you're not saved, you're not saved. The only way you can be saved is believing in the gospel of today, which is the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, this is for the unbelievers. This message is also for the unsaved. You probably hear, heard me elaborate on this before. But you can get the best teaching on that, on connecting the dots when you get saved, you know. But you can still get a deeper teaching on connecting the dots from an audio guest speaker called uh, Trey Searcy. His name is uh, Trey Searcy from Truth Time Radio if you want some more on this teaching, what I'm going to talk about. But this is something I'm going to get into personally because it will help the believers in their salvation message, message if they accept it. See, Joe, what do you mean by that? Because some grace teachers and a lot of denominational uh, kingdom teachers can swallow this. And, I, you know, and it's, it's kind of a hard pill because it was a hard pill for me. Now, I'm not going to do a Bible study because uh, uh, this is really not a Bible study uh, uh, show. Uh, far as that, but I will. I always keep it biblical if I'm going to give you something basic because I know unbelievers listen to this show or the unsaved, and I don't like to get too deep because they need to be spiritually made alive. So I like to spoon feed or just give you a little touch of what you can get 
when you do be saved. If you once you get saved, then you go to Connecting the Dots. You go to both of them back and forth. They're two different type of shows. One is strictly Bible, and the other one, you know, and then like I don't talk about nothing else on Connecting the Dots, but it's, I like to keep it scriptural because it's more like a Bible teaching format. Uh, this is more like more transparent. It talks about other topics, you know, besides the Bible that's encouraging, it's uplifting, but it's always going to be my goal that the ones that's listening to that's not saved to be saved, okay? Because that's my number one goal. It always been, and it will never change. So I will never uh, change that format when it comes to body of Christ real talk. I just try to come with some real talk, common sense, real talk. I'm not always right, and a lot of times I'm not always wrong, but you do your own research and stuff like that. That's why I try to be very careful when I talk about a certain subject, and I let a lot of people and a lot of audio guests and a lot of audio testimony. A lot of them I do not know. Most of them I do not know. Uh, uh, give their own testimony and they give their own, you know, you know, sound bite or they give their own explanation of a situation they're in. So that's what this is all about. In the future, I still blow us one now. We'll have live guests. We get on here and talk Q&A, talk about different topics and subjects. So this is more like a free, transparent Bible show that's, that's real. You know, because I know everybody don't talk like the King James. I know everybody don't understand certain things. And I have to learn. And other grace teachers, we must learn to be patient and love, okay? When we talk to others, they don't understand a lot. And I know I am still learning because, hey, I was there before. And I want to treat somebody body the way I was treated when I heard the grace message. You know, some grace teachers to me seem kind of t- just too aggressive and too angry sometimes, you know, and I don't like that, you know, everything is done in love. We must learn, including myself, to be patient. Okay, let's get into this. I opened up with a question. That question being, okay, let's, let's, like an old teacher of mine back in the past in Mobile, Alabama used to say, let's start the camera. This is the picture, you know. If I came to you, I'm going to use myself because that's what I do. If I came to you and was telling you about Jesus, or just say, man, you know, all your sins is already forgiven. Now, you might be sitting there smoking pot. You might be sitting there drinking. You might be doing all this stuff. And I happen to, hopefully you don't, but I'm just saying this is reality. If I came to you and just say, you're all, you, you know, God forgiving you for all your sins. How would you react? How would you think a person react, you know? Uh, this is my opinion, like like some people will react. They they will act different ways. Because how I got a lot of nerve to come to you and tell you that God loves you and your sins and everything that you have done wrong has already been wiped away. It already has been cleansed. It already has been forgiven. <laughs> oh, excuse me for my sinus. That happens when I talk. I know I gave a little story on my sinus problems. And uh, and you was forgiven. God has already forgiven you. A lot of responses, I believe, is they might accept it, but deep down in their heart, they say, how? You know? And a lot of them respond, you know, that what I am saying, this is what most of them will get out of it, I believe. 
Most people, when I, if I come to you like that or any other believer come to you like that, they will think that you are saying that you are saved. Don't you know God loves you and you are freely saved or you're going to heaven? See, that's why I believe a lot of the listeners will, even some grace believers and denominational believers that's probably listening to my show, I don't know, that, that think that, Man, did I lose my mind? Am I turned into a universalist? That's a university a versalist, which is that type of teaching that believes that everyone, regardless of whatever, how they live, is going to heaven. God has forgiven everyone, so everyone is going to heaven. That's called a universal teaching. Now, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get more deep in that type of uh, teaching so people can know the difference of what I mean and other teachers like Truth Time Radio, Trey Search, and everything like that, and the others that know and take God's word literally about when he said he's not charging the world with sin. And I'm going to hit some scriptures. And I'm not going to do a deep Bible teaching on there. But I, I, like I said, if you want to hear more of that teaching, go to Truth Time Radio and look up Trey Searcy. And then just look up the, Trey Searcy Pierre. You'll run into it because he does a lot of teaching on this particular subject. Or you can go to uh, Connecting the Dots, my Bible teaching. Just look at the teachings of Trey Searcy that's proven that everyone in the world's sin is forgiven. God has forgiven everyone on this earth of their sins, period. He said, oh, Joe, man, I can't listen to you no more now. You didn't get off track, man. What are you talking about, Joe? You know, hang in there. Hang in there. You know, you want to turn off the show and the podcast, you're welcome to do that. But I'm going to read some scriptures and you go from there. Now, before you judge and you call me a heretic, or you just call me another name. I hope you don't. I hope you guys are critical thinkers and critical listeners. You know, this is this is for the critical thinkers that's going to open up and search like search the scriptures like the Bereans. Now I'm talking to the saved ones now. But for the unsaved, if you are not saved, your sins has already been forgiven. I know I say that a lot when I'm talking on my show, and you probably say, yeah, Joe, really? But I never explain it, you know. Like I said, I'm going to just give you a little taste. It's nothing hard. It doesn't take a theologian to understand that, but I'm going to hit some scriptures, and I'm going to, you know, go from there, and just, uh, and then I'm going to leave you with that, and you just believe it. It's all about your belief. Because whether, what I mean by that is all about your belief when it comes to salvation, but whether you believe it or not, that does not change the fact that the world's sin has been forgiven. It has nothing to do with, nothing to do with the way you act, what you done yesterday, what you done last week, or what you're going to do tomorrow, okay? It just has to be a, a proven fact that God, on that cross 2,000 years ago, Jesus delivered you from your sin. Okay? That's, that's all I want you to understand right now. Now, if you want to get more deeper in that, you can just go on Connecting Dots, or you can request, and I will send some links to you and everything like that, you know. Or I'll try to do a teaching myself if you'd rather hear me teach it. But I know what can teach it better than, you know, my brother in Christ, Trey Searcy from Truth Time Radio. Look up Truth Time Radio, Trey Searcy, Truth Time Radio. I'm not saying this because, you know, what Trey Searcy said, but he showed me some scriptures, and I looked at it myself. And if you're going to be a Bible reader and a Bible thinker and believe what God's Word said and take God's Word literally, this will open up doors for you. What I mean by that, 
why some people get so angry, you know, when this subject comes up. And I believe a lot of us is kind of arrogant in a way because we always want to feel that it's something we have to do for our sins to be saved. We still caught up in a kingdom program, the Israel program, so we always uh, believe that it's some type of works that you have to do to be saved. First of all, in the dispensation of grace, there is something you have to do to be saved today, and that's your belief. Let me say that again. There is something you have to do to be saved today under God's grace and this dispensation, under this administration, under this program through the Apostle Paul. There is something you must believe and something you must do. It's your belief, whether it's from your heart or from your mouth. It's your belief of what Jesus done on the cross. Now, for the sin part, that part is already dealt with. You hear them saying you must repent. And a lot of us and a lot of people still don't know what that word meant. Repent just means you change your mind. It doesn't mean you stop sinning because you can't stop sinning. There's a difference between getting your sins forgiven and you stop sinning. That don't mean, that don't mean you won't sin again. So let me get this straight because your sins have been forgiven over 2,000 years ago. Whether you believe it church or unbeliever or not your sins has already been canceled by god over two thousand years ago now that should be great news for the believers that should be great news for the unbelievers that's why i said this message for the both of you that should be great news, but it's but unfortunately, it's not when it comes to believing because I don't know, for some reason, they just feel that there's something you must do for your sins forgiven. Also, they just feel when a person and when this word is saying this or when I'm saying it or other teachers or Trey Cersei or other believers that believe this, they feel that you're saying that you are saved and you're going to heaven. That's the big confusion when it comes to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, which you can read it yourself, and I'm going to let you, I want you to read it. I hope you got your Bibles. If you don't, I'm going to read it to you anyway, and you go back. But you have no excuse now. You search the scriptures, let the Bereans, you go listen to some other teachers. You know, the majority of the teachers, I'm going to tell you now, will not accept it, even though it's in the Word of God. They believe it's something. They believe They believe your sins are forgiven after salvation. But that's not scriptural. What you say, Joe? No, that's not scriptural. Your sins are forgiven already. Salvation. Salvation is another step you must take. Let me say this. Your sins already has been forgiven. But your salvation part to go to heaven in the heavenly places, that's the next step you have to take. Therefore, you, the only way you can take that step of going to heaven is believing that Jesus forgave you for all your sins and by what he done on the cross. Is that simple enough? Is that simple enough? Let me say that again. Say that again. <clears throat> there's, there's, there's two steps here. The first step has already been done over 2,000 years ago. Your sins has been forgiven. 
You know, people have a problem with that forgiving. They mean forgiving means you've been reconciled. They mean forgiving means you've been redeemed. Redeemed ain't even happy yet for nobody. That happens in the future. So they get the reconciliation and, re and uh, forgiveness confused. They think it's all in one. No, you already have been forgiven. Your sins is clean. God had to get that out the way first. So every sin you committed in the past, every sin you committed now, and the ones, if you're still here, you commit in the future, they, God does not see that because it's already been wiped out. But at the same time, even though your sins has been dealt with, you still can go to hell. You still will go to hell if you don't believe that. Do you follow what I'm saying now? You must believe that. Not just believe in that, but the belief is believing what Jesus done on the cross. To do that, to have that all fulfilled, okay? I'm trying to keep it as simple as I can because I want the listeners that's listeners not saved. The only thing that's holding you back right now, that's why I say, is your unbelief, not your sins. Now, that don't mean you keep living like hell because you have this free forgiveness. No, that's another teaching. That means that you have the opportunity to be saved and go to the heavenly places now because Jesus on the cross made that way for you and I. So, Sins been forgiven is not for the saved, it's for the world. Let me say it again. Your sins been forgiven and you being forgiven is not just for saved. It doesn't happen after you are saved. It happens before you are saved because it's what God's word said. And who are you and I to even question or doubt that because we want to do things ourselves. We want to tell people you need to get right or your sins is going to be this. You know, you're going to hell because you're going to die with your sins. No, your sins has been wiped out. Now, that does not mean now, I'm, I'm going to try to get through this. That does not mean, and I probably sound repetitive, but I think this is very important, that that does not mean that you will not sin again. That's all, that also does not mean that you are sinless. That does not mean that, that you can live like a dog and God will not charge that against you. You still will go to hell. You could be the goodest person according to you. That, you know, do good things, you go to church, you feed the poor, you treat your husband and wife as well, but you are, and you are sinless because God is not charging for your sins, but you can still go to hell. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. That might sound confusing to people because it's your unbelief 
that sends you to hell. Not your sins. Your, there's no sins in your life that God is apputing or charging you with. It's your unbelief, okay, that sends you to hell. That's simple. Okay. Joe. Prove this. Okay, let's go to some scriptures. Now, I can read some scriptures for you, but it's still going to take your beliefs. But I'm going to throw these scriptures right in your face, and you ain't got no excuse. If you have a Bible, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. The bombshell, which is very beautiful, is in the 19th verse of 5, 2 Corinthians 5. But I'd like to get it into context. So, for the believer, you can just listen to it and I'll try to break it down because I'm going to use a couple of translations. Well, some grass believers won't even touch, and I think it's an issue with that, but but I'm I'm with it. King James is the number one, no doubt. I do all my studying, my, mostly my studying stuff out the King James, but I do use the Living Bible as well That in certain sections that is real clarity. If it's not no clarity or nothing like that, I don't mess with it. I just use it as a, a basic clarity because sometimes we paraphrase ourselves, so I'll be using I'll be using two translations. You know, if you grace teachers don't like that, that's on you. You have a problem with that, that's on you. I understand the King James is the book, you know, the translation that we should read. I know that. But it's okay if you have a very a person that's breaking down or a writer. That means, well, and I believe the New Living Bible, you might I might be wrong. You know, I just need some help on that one. And I'm I'm open and you know to correction no doubt about that but don't you know don't don't think i'm not you know i'm going out of field because i needed another translation i'm trying to get people saved and the king james bible is the way to get people saved but if it's just a layman term that that could be explained to them in a paraphrase in a more normal way you know that i would do that unless the holy spirit would say no it's wrong within me within my not audible you know, I'm just saying within my spirit, okay? Let's go to, uh, so I'll be using two translations, the King James Version and the New Living Bible. Let's go to Secretaries 5 and 18. This is the King James Version. I'm going to read a couple of 18 and 19 out of the King James Version. Then I'm going uh, read uh, 19 out of the New Living Bible, okay? So you get probably the ones that don't know how to read the King James as well, and you could be confused, and, and yes, it can. So come on, grace teachers, give people a break sometimes. They're going to grow into the King James, but don't don't get mad at them or just say they're wrong. You know, give them time with love, and then you just, you know, help them get to the King James. I'm just here to teach you the best way I can, because I still use the Living Bible off and on, but I know the King James is the best translation, Okay. Oh, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. Reading, King James Version. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself. Reconciled, meaning he has brought us back to himself. By Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay? Now, here is... The verse that I want you to read, listen to. Let me read this one more time because I like to keep everything in context. I'm going to go all the way to 21 so I can keep it in context. Like I said, this is not a full Bible teaching because if some unbelievers will not get it, and you know, but they maybe they can get to understand about the uh, the forgiveness part that they already been forgiven. So a sense is not stopping using unbelief. Okay, and all things are of God 
who hath recon reconciled us to himself, brought us back to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now let's read 19. To wit, that God was in Christ. Listen closely now. Reconciling the world. Now I put a line on the world for a reason. What does world mean? World means everybody, right? Everybody, all right, the world. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Did you hear that? Now, there's other scriptures that will show this, but I'm not getting into the Bible teaching. Like I said, we could do that, but you've got to really want to really get into this because this is this is word. Let's read this again, then I'll read out the living Bible. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world, everybody, the world means everybody, unto himself. Woman, man, teenager, child, whatever, everybody, he was reconciling the world to himself. Now, how did he reconcile or bring the world to himself, unto himself? By not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us. Who is us? The body of Christ. He has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. I'm going to break down what that means. But let me read out the Living Bible. Okay, this is the Living Translation. This is more clearer. Like I said, if, it's a, if, it, if it coincides with the King James, I'm going to break it down to you. If it don't coincide, I'm not, I don't care if it's a Living Bible. I think they just don't get it. Not purposely, but they just don't get it. Because, you know. So let's read it out of the New Living Bible. Verse 19, 1 Corinthians 5 and 19. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. No longer listen to the word. Remember I said imputing, but no longer counting people's sins against them. Let's read that again out of the Living Bible. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world, again, emphasis on the world, world meaning what? Everyone, everybody, to himself. No longer counting peoples. Who is peoples? Peoples is everybody, not the saved. People is the unsaved and the, uh, okay, let me say it's the unsaved. If I say the saved, that means we have to be saved first. So I'm not going to put that in there. That means everyone, even by me being saved now, it has nothing to do with me stopping my sins or being saved or my sins being forgiven after I was saved. My sins, even whether I believe it or not or accept it, is already been forgiven before I got saved. So let's just keep it there, everybody. He was reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's. Everybody sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Reconcile, what that means. That means he's bringing everybody back to himself. What Satan messed, what Adam done in the beginning. Because you remember, in the book of Genesis, when Adam ate that fruit, I know Eve ate it first, but everything started when Adam ate that fruit because he was told what he must not do, and it was up to him to deal with that with Eve. Okay? Well, Adam ate that fruit that brought sin and death. Before that, there was no sin. 
So this is not the first time God wasn't charging no one with sin, but I'm not going to get into that now. It's, it's scriptures can talk for itself. The Bible could talk for itself, especially the King James Version, okay? It could it explain itself. This is not the first time. It was, you go back in the past, <clears throat> before the law, God wasn't charging no one with sin. Did you know that? He said, well, from Genesis, no, 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 slow down now. The law started when? The law did not start until Exodus 24. Anything before Exodus 24, all up to Genesis, God was not charging no ones for, for sin. Why? Because there was no law for them to break. People still died. The Bible talks about that. You know, there was no sin imputed on the world until up to Moses. That's when the law came through. And then sin, there was sin. Now, I'm not saying there was not sinning. Let's get this straight, just like I was talking earlier. I'm not saying they were not sinning. People were always sinning. It's in their DNA. It's in their nature because this world is imperfect. It's cursed. Okay? But the sins that they have committed is not being charged against them. It's not being counted against them. So that happened thousands of years as well. God was not charged with them. They were still dying, and they were still disobedient, but God was not charging them for their sins because there was no sins to charge them for because there was no penalty they was breaking because there was no law then. Okay? So the law came to Moses starting in Acts 24. You could, I mean, Exodus 24. You can start from Exodus 19 and go up to 24. Okay? That's a little history for you. Okay, excuse me. Let's read that again out of the Living Bible. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Now, unto us, that's what the King Jimmy says, unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, what it is for the believer is us for us to get out there and tell the unsaved world about this good news. What good news? About their sins has already been forgiven. Now they just need to believe and be saved by believing that Jesus, what Jesus done for that to happen. It's their belief. We don't want they're supposed to go out there and try to reconcile them. Not tell them they need to be saved before their sins got saved. I mean, before their sins been forgiven. We must tell them what the Bible says. What through the Apostle Paul that your sins are already been forgiven. Now you just need to believe it by believing. But you must accept that you're a sinner because your sins have been forgiven. Don't mean you're still not a sinner. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday you got that right you understand what i'm saying that mean you still that don't mean you sinless you know you still are a sinner but you the, the penalty against you for sinning has been wiped away past present and future i hope you got i'm trying to say it as plain as i can for the believer and unbeliever take it or leave it any way you want it's still god's word okay let's continue king james says for he hath made him to be sin for us now, what did Jesus do? When did, when did he do that? He done that on the cross. He had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin. He never sinned. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, let me say this, because the ones that your sins has already been forgiven doesn't make you righteous anyway. 
It doesn't make you saved, okay? All right? It doesn't make you reconciled. The only way you can be reconciled to God is believing what his son done on the cross and believing that he took care of those already and believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And your righteousness is not yours. It's Christ's righteousness anyway. It ain't nothing you and I do to make us right in God's eyes. You're like filthy rags in God's eyes. It's the righteousness of Christ. It's what he done on the cross that make you righteous. The only thing that you're been cleared for unbeliever is your sins. The reconciliation, the righteousness, that in one minute comes after your belief of what he done and believing that he done that, his death, burial, resurrection. Okay? That's what I'm trying to make my point. Now, let's read the New Living Bible 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering of our sin. Remember, our meaning everyone. I know that basically you might be saying, you know, Paul, Paul is talking to it uh, in a, uh, a present tense to believers. Because the majority of talk, Paul, when he's teaching, he's teaching to believers, not unbelievers. Okay, he's teaching mostly to believers. So he's an offering for our sins. Our sins have been dealt with past print. Uh, past tense, okay? So, that we could be made right with God through Christ. Now, Living Bible says could. King James Bible says might. It's very important to listen to the wordings, okay? Let's read the 21 again. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now, might, that I mean you will. See? That means the only way you will comes to fruition if you believe that. Let me say that again. The only way that might becomes a will is if you believe what Christ done on the cross and he already took care of your sins and you believe that how he done it? By his death? No. By his burial? No. By his resurrection? Yes. All three of them. Because he had to die. Okay? First. He had to be buried. But if that, if it stopped there... We don't have no salvation today. His rest of the kingdom program or the grace program, you know, that's another teaching in itself. The the salvation part came, which was broken down and explained later through the letters of Paul, is his resurrection. You follow me? It's his resurrection. So that's why it says in 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us. You know that. Most of you know that even some most believers know that who knew no sin. Most believers confused about that. But no, Jesus never sinned. That we, who is we? The believers. See, let's keep it in context. Let's 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 read it slowly, what the word is saying. That we might be made the righteousness of God. Now he's not saying because if I'm a believer, I'm already the righteousness of God through Christ. It's Christ's righteousness, not me. Nothing I have done. It's all Christ that done it on the cross. His righteousness. But to the future ones that could be saved, that's why you put the emphasis on might. They might. That don't mean they will. But they have a chance now. You see, Living Bible says could. That's also a pretty decent one. They could. You have a chance. You can be saved by believing what he done for you. Forgiveness of sins, already you already been forgiven. Now you need to be reconcile, you need to have the righteousness of Christ, you need to be redeemed, future redeemed. None of that happens because of your forgiveness. That means he just opened the door for you, he forgave you for all your sins, okay? All right? Hmm. Excuse that sound, that means a text came in. So I'm going to start right there, but I'm going to uh, read a quote 
for one of my favorite, you know, teachers, Trey Searcy. You know, he's really good. I learned a lot from Trey Searcy. You know, he really had me. No, not personally, but going back to the scriptures and rereading things, you know, because I have learned from different teachers, Trey Searcy, Les Feldick, and I look at, I listen to Les Feldick most every night. Everybody might not agree with him. I don't agree with everything he says, but the majority of things I do because he's a historian. He goes back and he teaches me how to read the Bible with history and lit, uh, reading God's word literally because, you know, and I, I, that's how I learned a lot, how to read the Bible, you know, how to read the Bible in context and and follow God's word of what he's saying literally. I don't use no allegories and I don't spiritualize. God says what he means. Let me say that again. God says what he means. So your sins has been forgiven, unsaved. I'm going to leave you with this. Go back and just listen to what I said. Because I'm going to leave you with this. I went longer than what I thought, but this is very important. I'm going to leave you with a partial quote from Trey Searcy from Truth Time Radio. Saints, I really want you to look up Truth Time Radio, Trey Searcy. You get a lot of food out of that for the believer in Christ that's still stuck on not believing that everybody in the world's sins are forgiven because they're confused and think that when they hear that, that they're saying they might go to Acts and different things like that. I think it's a certain scripture that they go through in Acts. Uh, I forgot what the verse was that's refute of what I'm teaching and other believers teaches, mostly grace teachers and Trey Searcy teach, but it's, it's just misquoted. They don't understand that because I didn't understand it, even though I knew it was Acts. You know, all this is new to me as I've been a rightly divider for the last, what, close to four years now. But anyway, let me leave you with this. This is a partial quote from Trey Searcy. This is one of his debates that he had with, I don't know if this is a grace teacher. This is mostly a historian teacher. Okay, that's kind of getting too aggravating now. I don't like that on my podcast, but it's part of when you don't edit. But it's, it's his historian message that he was going up against a historian. Sometimes <clears throat> you can <clears throat> put your trust and belief in history and Greek and Hebrew over God's word. Let me say that again. Sometimes you can get caught up in history, Greek, and Hebrew over what God's word is literally saying especially the King James Version or the King James Bible. Be careful for that. Sometimes too much knowledge in history can have you to miss what God's word is really saying. Do you always feel you have to explain what God is really mean? You know how some people say this is what God really means. No, God man meant what he said. And that's always has been the problem even today of these different denominations, you know, but I ain't going to get into that now. This is a partial quote from Trey Searcy. Listen to this carefully. Quoting Trey Searcy. Sin isn't being imputed or sin isn't being counted. Oh boy. Being counted against you, the world. But that doesn't mean anyone, everyone, or anyone is sinless. Let me read that again before I get the interruption from the text. So let me hurry up because that text keeps coming in. I know who it is. Sin isn't being imputed or counted against the world, but that doesn't mean everyone and anyone is sinless. That's a, tr- a, a, a quote from Trey Search from Truth Time Radio. You understand that? Because your sins have been forgiven doesn't mean you won't commit any more sins. Doesn't mean you're sinless. If you are living like a dog, you're living like hell, you're living like, you know, you're doing all kind of evil stuff, your sins have not been counted against you. 
but you're still going to hell. Until you believe what Jesus done, the Holy Spirit will do everything else. People say, Joe, what are you talking about? Yes, people, I don't care what you're doing, your sins is not being charged against you. You could be the most wretched person out there. Your sins is not being charged against you. You have been forgiven already. There's no sins that grace cannot cover up. But that does not mean you're saved and you're going to heaven. You have to believe that and believe what Jesus done on the cross. But if if that if you don't go that far with your unbelief, that does not change the fact that your sins have been forgiven. But you will go to hell. You will go to hell. I'm just putting, putting the point blank, okay? Here's another quote from me. You are not invited to help God. No, this is deep. You're not invited to help God to do what he's already done. Stop trying to help God uh, do something that you already, he, are, he are already done, okay? Stop trying to tell people that you need to be saved first before your sins have been forgiven, okay? Stop that, you know, stop that. You know, I know some of you hear this and will not accept it anyway, but that's okay. At least I showed you some scriptures, you know. It's not going to change the fact that it is true. All right. You are not invited to help God to do what he's already done. Quoting, salvation is not getting your sins forgiven. Remember, I'm going to leave you with this. Salvation is not getting your sins forgiven. It's believing they already are. You see the difference? Salvation is not about getting your sins forgiven. That's taken care of. God got that out the way. It's believing they already are. I'm going to end it with that. You take it any way you want to take it. This is this is real talk, Joseph Brownie. God bless you all. Love you all. I hope that helped you. I hope that really helped you. It's on you now. I showed you scriptures. It's, if you want to know more about this, look up Trace Safety True Time Radio or go to Connecting the Dots and look up Trace Safety's teaching and just look at the scriptures yourselves and you go from there. You don't have to deal with me. You either believe in or you don't go about it. I'm saying it ain't me saying it. It's the Bible. Remember, I just read you some scriptures. It's on you. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. Left out. <laughs> oh, my precious baby sound. God bless you all. Love you all. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.